Welcome back, everybody, to the Dom and Colin podcast for continued coverage of the Challenge 38 Ride or Dies. We are here to break down Episode 7. Episode 7 is in the books. Lost another team, a veteran team this time. Of course, I am one of your hosts, Matt, alongside my co-host, Brian Scaly. Scaly, how are you? Oh, Brian Scaly. Okay. I see the reference. No, I'm good. I'm excited. I hope everyone out there is listening to this on their skincare Saturdays. Uh, Doing well. Excited to be back here talking about the challenge. I'm not glossing over the Scaly of it all, though. So, (laughs) like, (laughs) can you walk me through your day yesterday? Uh, It was odd. So I guess for anyone that doesn't know, uh, for anyone who's just listening to this, um, I got a tagged in a tweet with a screenshot of... Julie Chen, the host of Big Brother, holding up a uh, what looked to be a screenshot of my tweet on a tablet uh, where I poked fun at her interview with the winner of Big Brother 24 uh, and was quite surprised at that. Then realized it looked like it actually was a printed out screenshot in a frame. So that was even weirder. Um, But I yeah, it was a lot to be getting uh, messages all day about how Julie Chen was reading my tweet uh, and pronouncing my name incorrectly, but it's fine, Uh, uh, you know, where I was taking a jab at her. Yeah, like, it's always fun, you know, when somebody like, you know, say like a Julie Chen or whoever, um, you know, retweets and then, you know, sees this and acknowledges this and you're like, oh, that's, you know, I made a funny joke and um, somebody part of the joke saw it. That's cool. Um, <laughs> but then it's like another level <laughs> to see the what it looked like an iPad. I was I was with you. I thought it was an iPad at first and then turned into this like plaque that she has with it. I don't know who would have printed that tweet out on, on a plaque for her because it's making fun of her, um, you know, in, in, in not the harshest way. But uh, did you say what the tweet was? The tweet was basically um, it said, sorry, I don't want to completely misquote it, but it was like, fine. thank God uh, right now, or I'll take away your, you know, $850,000. So <laughs> yeah, the, the 800000 basically. Julie did an interview with Taylor and was uh, asking numerous times, like, do you acknowledge that God was to, to be like, take all of the credit for your win and you were not in control of this at all and only God is the reason that you uh, won this season? Taylor's like, not really. Um, I'm not really that religious. Uh, and you can continued to persist with that question so it was pretty funny uh decided to tweet about that and now fast forward a couple months later and julie chen has it only i can assume hung up in her house yeah i'm sure that taylor and joseph um have seen plenty of your tweets since the season ended because you know People love to tag them in anything that has to do with them. And, you know, <laughs> let me be the one to show you this. Um, you know, it's it's got to happen like that. So um, I'm sure they've seen them, but I guess they didn't see this one because it took them very off guard. Um, and, and their reaction to seeing the plaque that was being held up in front of them uh, made it like 10 times funnier than just the fact that Julie had that print out. Um, and just altogether, it was a very wild experience just to see that. Um, I can only imagine how you were feeling. So, um, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm very happy to be here with you today, Brian Scaly. Yeah, it was interesting. I almost had the read that I thought Taylor had seen it based on how quickly she reacted to it. Um, but I don't know. It was I was like, maybe, maybe not. Um, considering they were both out of the house at this point, I feel like it makes them even more likely to see mm, it. They were yeah. like trolling social media for those first couple days. Uh, but very, very funny. The reactions of all three, really. 
In other news, um, Taylor Hale has been very insistent on social media uh, for at least the past couple of days. She's been doing some like Big Brother Q and A's um, on Instagram, on on Twitter, and she has no interest in the challenge. So I, I hate to break everybody's hearts that were maybe hoping that she would pop up here. Um, I still think that that could change because certainly nobody's come across her desk with a contract or you know any kind of um, you know dollar amount just yet. But um, she doesn't seem very interested. Yeah, I mean, I'm not super surprised. I never thought that the challenge was where Taylor was going to thrive. I could see her still on a challenge USA, especially if they're like, well, Joseph's coming. Um, So maybe that I don't know that she needs a reunion with too many of her cast members. So that also might be a detractor for why she might go on. Uh, But uh, I would say the dream is not dead, but I always expected them to end up on the amazing race instead. I really don't need that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather they go on a show I will pay attention to. Um, But as I, you know, as far as the challenge goes, it's not about like, I mean, and I I know this, I'm saying this from somebody who's not going to ever be on a challenge, but like, for me, it's not about like, I I don't want to see Taylor continue on reality TV on the challenge because I want to see her get the win. How exciting would that be? uh, Her winning a challenge. I'm not looking forward, expecting it, whatever. I just want to see, you know, the story continue. And that's as far as we, uh, where we are right now in the reality TV landscape, like, it does seem like the best way for a reality TV contestant that, you know, is on any of these shows to continue being on reality TV and sharing their story and sharing their personal life and, um, you know, connecting with reality TV fans is to be on this show, on the challenge. So, um, you know, certainly not the only way, um, but it's just certainly a top tier way um, at the moment. So, you know, I don't know. I, I, I hope it I hope it's a possibility unless, of course, something bigger and better comes along, which by all means. I love the challenge, but if I am mentoring Taylor, I'm saying, Taylor, you are above this. <laughs> like, don't do this. No, of course, of course. Yeah. But <laughs> like, but if, yeah. like, for some reason, you know, everybody, like the major networks out there decide that they're all just going to be stupid for the next, you know, couple of months and not offer any major opportunities. And if this is sitting around, you know, when the challenge films the next sure. season, like, I would I would like to see it. I'm sure. But yeah. I yeah, would yeah, selfishly yeah. Okay. like to see it, but I would say hold out for that hosting job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, I'll take Joseph. I'll take, you know, um, anyone else? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Joseph. No <laughs> <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll hope for the best there. But, um, you know, anyway, um, so that's the BB24 uh, corner of this podcast here on November 25th, 2022. The season has been over for a while. Let's get into the challenge 38 uh, because we had another big episode. The season is continuing to deliver. Um, I that's that's how I feel. I think that's how you feel. That's how I've seen a lot of people uh, over on uh, the challenge Twitter, which is more alive this season than I feel like it has been probably because the season has been good. Um, so, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, the thing is that I've complained a lot about this season in the first six episodes, but I don't think it's because I thought the episodes were bad. It's because I disliked a lot of people on the episodes. Um, I think that so far this season, I even was, uh, when watching it with someone, was like, is this season good? Like, (laughs) I am enjoying it, especially this episode, in a way that I have not enjoyed the challenge in a while. I think that that a lot of that comes down to the structure of the season. I do still wish there was some consequence for coming in last, but overall, having to make so many enemies by winning any challenge challenge i feel like is just always going to inspire a lot of drama so for now i'm like all right well uh rider dies too when <laughs> we'll see right. if we're gonna get that far 
So, I mean, the problem that I can see coming from all of this is that the amount of praise that we are heaping onto this format is going to make it be the, the theme for the next five seasons, if not more. Um, <laughs> you know, you can't tell them that you like something that they're doing because they will never let it go. And sooner or later, I don't know how, I don't, I don't know, we can talk through this with like, you know, one of the strategy podcasters. Um, the, they're going to find a way to break this, you know, the challengers themselves, the Devons, people like Devon already have just, you know, playing the middle and not winning. And um, I don't know if they're going to mix it up, you know, produ production with, you know, adding an element of the loser um, of the daily challenge, you know, has to go in or whatever they're going to do. Um, but they're going to find a way around all of this, even though it's like, you know, the, a spark that we're getting in this season, they're, they're going to find a way to make it bad. And then again, production's going to hit us with this exact same format for seasons on end. So I'm not like, you know, optimistic that like, oh, this is a positive turn after all these, you know, rough seasons. This is truly like, you know, it's season 38, uh, Survivor th season 37 was like a bright light in a dull period. So I feel like there's a similarity there. Um, I'm going to stay <laughs> hopeful that, you know, the following, uh, the upcoming seasons have something good, but um, the format of this and, uh, and the cast who, you know, certainly an extent are making this one a lot of fun. Sure. Um, <laughs> I would say that what it is for me, I would worry about the end game. I would, I'm curious if like all these big targets taking shots at each other inspires a uh, less than exciting end game with maybe people that people are not as attached to or don't feel like really had to fight their way to get there. But for me, I don't really care. Um, I'm good with people playing social games and being rewarded for it. I generally feel like we're not going to end up with an uninteresting group of people. I, I don't care at all about how many eliminations someone has won in order to get to the end um so for me i'm happy with it i feel like allow social players to actually have a way of winning and i'm good with that considering the last however many seasons uh, tried to fight against that so aggressively with the skulls or required uh, eliminations and uh you know random stuff so i am happy to see a change in the format i just like as far as breaking it it's kind of tough for anyone to do that at the moment like maybe we'll see the target is no longer on rookies in the future and like they're the ones that skate by and that's a little boring but i don't even think that will happen i feel like the rookies will always be targets for the vets and the vets will always like if you're a big enough name you're always going to be uh a target in this format for rookies so i don't see an immediate breaking point like i did on so many of the other seasons i mean how many did i come in on episode one i'm like this is why this format sucks and i'm not doing that this time so i'm excited and as far as like the casting goes and, and, you know, the rookies and the vets and all this stuff, I mean, having, you know, rookie and vet teams is, is certainly helping to kind of uh, make sure it's not like a rookie bloodbath. I mean, it was a rookie bloodbath for a while, but it's, it, you know, there's plenty of rookies still in the game because they're attached to vets. Um, as far as the vet teams go, none of them are like, you know, super ultra powerful, you know, unstoppable in this game the, the two you know teams that keep getting pointed out as the top threats are bananas and jordan as you know individual players um but bananas is, is with nani who is you know underrated but certainly not like you know car maria um and then you have jordan's paired with anisa who you know doesn't want to run so we're going to get to the final and what, what do you expect uh, from a team like that so uh, like i feel like you could point out any team on the board here and i could tell you why there's a good chance they won't win um i could tell you why they you know there's, there's a chance that they will win but 
all of these teams have some kind of flaw um, in the traditional sense of like what you expect from a challenge winner um, or winning teams. So it's it's just it's putting so many of them on an equal playing field. Um, and that's what's also making it so exciting. I mean, we're in three weeks in a row, uh, three weeks in a row. Who's who's been winning? OK, so I know, you know, Jay and um, Jay and Michelle won the past two weeks. Nelson and Reese. I mean, we're in the same two teams winning in the past four weeks because uh, mm-hmm. Nelson and Reese won before Jay and Michelle. Uh, Fessel and Mariah. The last time that one of the uh, dominant, you know, alliance members uh, talking about like the banana side of the house one was week two when bananas and Nani won. Since then, uh, none of them have been in a position of power. It's been the people that are in the, you know, quote unquote middle um, or maybe not so middle anymore because they're kind of landing on one side now um, that have been winning. So it's just been a very, you know, unexpectedly uh, shifted season, I guess, compared to what I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because I know like Bananas has been tweeting, I believe, and talking about on the podcast how uh, this season not a ton of people were actually playing to win the dailies. You just get too much blood on your hand, and it's not worth it. My thing is, I feel like Bananas and Nani like kind of do need to be playing to win. I think there's a number of people who will put them at least in the draw, so I kind of question that decision-making. I can see like what's the motivation for like Casey and Kenny to win except for keeping Nani safe, I guess. Uh, uh, Fessel, I really don't think that there's a huge incentive to win other than just him being really competitive. I'm a hundred percent sure that Devin and Tori are not trying to win in most cases, despite coming in second a couple times. I think it would be very stupid for them to win. Um, but in general, it's just like how many teams, like you can say that, that not many teams are trying to win, but like who? Mm-hmm. I mean, Maybe Amber <laughs> and Chauncey, like, is that why they're all mad at them? At the end of the day, somebody has to win, um, and you know we're going to see a lot of, uh, or we're going to maybe talk about a lot of, you know, should Nelson and Norris have won this week? Um, uh, somebody has to win. I mean, it's not like you could say, oh well, they weren't trying and they just happened to be the best. You know, they were trying to win. Um, uh, but you know, bananas and Nani, yeah, they should be trying to win. You know, and maybe they are, and maybe it's just, you know, one or both of them are not as strong as a lot of the other teams are proving to be right now. It's it's you know. Again, that's why I'm I'm liking it so much. But um, Bananas and Nani are just watching teams leave the house. Not that Darrell and Veronica were like in their corner, but they could have been had they played it a little bit better. I don't better think they ever would have been. I don't think they ever really would have been given the way that things are set up right now. But um, that's also kind of, as far as I can tell, on Bananas and Nani from the beginning of the season, as soon as Darrell and Veronica got in, not like immediately pulling them in. Anissa could have helped out with that with a Veronica connection Agreed. and said, like, you're with us. Um, but they never really did that. Yeah, I think it was a failure by the vets of not pulling in Darrell and Veronica. Um, Just the fact that we're seeing Darrell and Veronica end up in a draw with potentially two vet, like one of two vet teams. And it's like considered a lock that they would save Amber over them. Uh, Seems to be a pretty big failure of the vets. They have not drawn them in. They didn't really see them as worthwhile pieces on the game board. And I think that uh, early on, I think the vets kind of thought that they had this pretty locked up um, and uh, seems to not be the case anymore. So I do enjoy watching the vets scramble, even if it is bringing out the worst in some of them. Yeah, um, I, I almost before we get into all of this, I want to like, you know, look ahead and I'm trying to figure out like exactly what the sides are. Um, it's very clear, you know, if you're you put it, put, you know, your hands up in the air and count along with me if you feel like it. But um, you have Bananas and Nani on one side, Jordan and Anissa on that side as well. Casey and Kenny are there. You have on the other side, Jay and Michelle, Nelson and Norris, who have clearly made their mark on that side this week. Um, I'm still going to put Amber and Chauncey over there, even despite all of, you know, what happened this week because they're not going to start working with bananas or Jordan, uh, you know, even if they throw Nelson in uh, because he said their name, whatever. So I'm kind of, so, uh, and who am I missing? Fessel and Mariah are perfectly in the middle, right? Of that. Mm-hmm. 
Olivia and Horacio are on uh, the J side. The thing is that I I think you can say there are sides. um, And I think that there is a loose, you know, sides of the house. But I think it's really much more complicated than that. I think that any single person that wins, you could see a different configuration who uh, ultimately ends up going in. Like Nelson and Devin seem to be working pretty closely together. But if Devin and Tori, who seem to come in second place on this challenge, win, I think we see a completely different lineup of people going in. To they won. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, if Devin and Tori were to win this week's uh, daily, this past week, like the one we're... this uh, this current week that we are talking about, who would they have put in? Let's. Uh, I don't know that Tori is. I mean, she's not taking the shot at Anissa. That's never happening. No. I don't think that she's taking. Like, I could see Amber. I could see um, Darrell and Veronica. I do wonder mm-hmm. about uh, Bananas and Nani. I'm not convinced that Tori's no. going to take that lying down. Um, so then, like, who does it become? Does it become no. Fessy? Like, yeah, who, I don't... that's. I think I, it's almost pretty easy. I'm, I'm looking at the board here because Amber and Chauncey 100 are going in. Uh, Olivia and Ross don't have any connection yeah. to Tori and Devin. Um, Jay and Michelle at this point could be an option. I know that, you know, Devin's trying to keep Jay at bay, but I don't really know how they can get out of not putting the two of them in right now. Um, and then you have Fessel, who obviously Tori is trying to separate um, herself from, and Nelson and Arise, uh probably not because Nelson and Devin are working together. So that, that, there was four teams in there. Yeah, I think there are four teams. I just think it's a different four teams. And I think that that's the case for basically any winners that we get. I think Jay and Michelle are different than Nelson. I think that they're different than Fessel and Mariah. I think it's different from Casey. Like, I think even like Fessel and Casey, who you generally would put together as like in lockstep on most seasons, are throwing in very different people if they yeah. were to win. Yeah. Um, that's it's, you know, Casey is perfectly or, or whatever on one side right now. Um, mm-hmm. Not really as much in the middle as I don't she even know that, that she was. She, well, Nani side. Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, she's never throwing in Nani, but I think that she has good working relationships with Jay and Michelle, obviously, with Nelson enough not to be thrown in here. I feel like Casey could have very easily been a team to be thrown in over Amber and Chauncey and was not. So what that tells me is that Casey actually is working the middle a little more than we're ever going to see on the show. Is that why she's not winning any challenges and helping my draft team out? I I did a catch up on the draft. Um, I need to go. I'll find it later at the end if I remember. I probably won't remember. Um, I hope <laughs> <to> not. See. <laughs> <Considering my kids. laughs> For your sake, um, <laughs> hopefully not. Um, but um, I, I thought that I was, I was. I'm doing well as far as still having people in the game. But I think both Asia and Sasha are doing well points wise when you use our old point system. Not not important uh, right now. Totally not important because <laughs> neither of us are winning. But um, I guess let's get to this episode. <laughs> it was. It was a good one. Um, I, I, you know, it had drama. It had, um, again, shift. Everything in the house is constantly shifting. It's constantly moving, depending on who was going to win. Um, like like you, you're saying, you know, it could have been any different number of pairs going in. And at the end of the day, the team that we do lose off the board, um, you know, no disrespect to the legends, legends of the game, um, are is the best team to continue the drama staying alive in the house. Amber and Chauncey coming back to the house for another week um, is perfect in, in exactly what you want to see coming out of the season. Mm, okay. So you're saying that you'd rather have Fessel on the show than Veronica. Fessel? <laughs> yeah. I was talking about the two teams that were going in. Okay. Of the teams that were going in. Gotcha. Yeah, Not of, of the, the two teams board. that were in the elimination, <laughs> Amber and Chauncey coming back made a lot more sense as, or it gives me a lot more joy um, for the drama to continue. It has nothing to do with Fessel. Gotcha. I thought we were talking about the entire board. I think I was uh, too excited to uh, throw a uh, under the bus with Veronica standing, if uh, <laughs> you know, or lack thereof, like you have tried to do to me in the past. But and love Veronica. <laughs> um, but what are, you know? It's, I'm glad that they were that they stopped by. Is really all I can say about these two. Um, you know, 
it's <laughs> they, they were obviously never going to win. Um, every team in the house is stronger than them. Um, they're just, it was, it was, it was an appearance check that they, they were coming by for, right? Like, yeah. Um, I mean, not to memorialize them way too early in the extended version. They both said that they like will be coming back and they are going to come back better and yada, yada. Um, I hope that all stars continues for them to have a chance on because, uh, oh, I don't course. think, you know, I, I don't know how well we're doing here on the challenge 39 or 40 with Veronica and Darrell. Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll have um, an upcoming season. Maybe the Challenge 40 will be a lot more veteran players. Um, uh, I doubt it, but hopefully. <laughs> doubt it. Um, but if it is, maybe that's an environment that they do a little bit better in. But, you know, still, they're just, they're they're not the, the young, spry, uh, you know, uh, challengers that they were in their prime. But that's okay. Um, so... At the top of the episode, we're going to see, um, of course, this episode is going to be very centered around uh, Tori and Devin, who have been remaining uh, for weeks now, since the first week that they did go in, um, ever since then, and including this week, they are staying out of um, the nominations at, at all. Nobody's you know, putting them in there as one of the four teams, which is impressive because a lot of teams have been putting uh, being put in there, um, and we're going to see a little bit more of how their game is being played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting to see that uh, these two are really working opposite sides of the house. It was encouraging to see. I feel like Devin had gotten pretty stale last season um, and to see that that's not necessarily the case here. And he's willing to do a lot more uh, scheming this time and blatantly showing us that there was a deal with J.M. Michelle um, in past weeks. Would have been nice to know that on the show, I guess, um, before now. But uh, good to see that Tori is like has her own ideas about the strategy, but that they're discussing it out as a team. Yeah. Um, they, they sit down to have this super secret meeting and Tori wants to make the, make it a little bit clearer for herself and for all of their allies that no, we are not working with Jay and Michelle. They're not our friends. We, we're going to have to say their names. Uh, Devin, I, I do like the dynamic here where, um, he immediately says, yeah, that's not going to work for me. Um, I have a different kind of plan in mind. I'm kind of trying to keep them close. Um, you know, and I don't know what, I don't know that I agree with his assessment that Jay is not good with politics. I mean, um, I think this position that you are put in with having to nominate four teams, especially as every week goes by, is making it hard for anybody to. I mean, and and that's you know I can't say of course again not to rehash the past two weeks. Jay could have absolutely done a little bit better all around, uh, Michelle too, but um, I, I don't think that he's some kind of like horrible political player that Devin's trying to paint him out to be that Devin has to come save the day um, and, you know, be the one to carry it for all of them. But that's just Devin hyping himself up at the end of the day. Um, but again, these two are on different pages and that's making the uh, a more interesting dynamic than it has been. Yeah, I mean, is Jay not good with politics or has he just had to show his cards <laughs> like and Devin has not? Because I think if Devin and Tori had won two weeks in a row, uh, they would be the ones with a lot more blood on their hands. And uh, Michelle and Jay would probably be a little more in the background than they are just at this moment. So I think that Devin kind of like took a season off in terms of playing super strategically. And maybe that was all bottled up to come out here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, last season was I feel like all about him making sure he got to the final, which he did. And, you know, he was like, I'll go there with CT. I don't care. CT will beat I, me. I don't care. I feel like it was almost like image rehabilitation in terms of just like, hi, vets, I'm back on the show now and you can trust me. Like, don't vote me out first, even though uh, I probably should be um, for a good number of you. So I think that he was doing a lot of good work for the future and is capitalizing on all of that now. 
yeah, last season was a lot of like making up with Josh to to rekindle <laughs> the relationship there with all the Big Brother people after the Big Brother sucks of it all for a while, and now he's got the Big Brother people to trust him, and now yeah, he can kind of be a little bit more, um, you know, maneuver a little bit more. Um, but we're gonna introduce you know another person into the into the mix here who does not trust Devin. That is gonna be Amber. Um, more on this is going to play out throughout the entire episode. But Amber um, and Nelson have a talk here where um, we're gonna see throughout this episode that uh, Amber is a lot more invested in nelson than nelson is with amber oops yeah that's sad i don't know it felt bad for amber just like she's saying that um nelson is like the only vet that she feels like is not coming for her besides durrell uh, she feels like Devin has really made deals with everyone i think that it's okay to acknowledge this. Maybe we're saying it to a few too many people, including the people that are working with him. Um, but I, I don't think it's a terrible instinct to have, obviously. Right. Um, so we're also going to see a little bit of uh, Amber's partner and boyfriend. Uh, Chauncey is going to wake up a little bit here. Um, as far as the television show is concerned, we haven't seen much from them as a team. Um, but when we have, it's been all about Amber and what she's kind of bringing to this, uh, you know, she was kind of leading the rookies is the narrative that we got for a while. So it's been very quiet on the Chauncey end of things. Um, but we do see probably his first game talk, right. Uh, of the season with, with Jordan here about how they want to protect each other. Yeah, I would say so. Um, you got Chauncey basically saying, like, to us that he's in the middle and that's a great spot to be and to even further uh, solidify that spot in the middle basically he wants to have a pact with Jordan where uh, you know people are making packs with Devin and Tori so he's going to go sort like his own little deal out with Jordan um, where uh, look if I have to throw in all of your alliance members and you have to throw in all of my alliance members we'll just keep each other safe and still be fine with that mm-hmm. um, I, yeah I don't know um Amber is talking about, you know, it's so cool to see my boyfriend play the game and, um, you know, he's picking up on things. And of course, you know, the rest of the episode is going to play out of, well, the things that he did did not really help you guys very much, did not do you uh, very many favors. Um, it, it was very basic to me. It wasn't like, oh, he's like waking up and, and you know, playing hard, playing well. He was just <laughs> having a conversation with a, a, you know, a powerful vet of trying to, you know, keep each other safe. It wasn't anything that impressive, but, you know, it's fine. I mean, I think it's a fine game move. I feel like it's exactly what Devin is doing with multiple people. It's just that Devin only wants himself to be able to do it. So that's why he's mad. Um, I, my question more so is, is Amber aware of this conversation? Uh, it would seem odd to me that Chauncey would not, you know, be forthright in all of the strategic conversations that he's having. And like, it, not only just like report back to Amber because she's the vet, but like that they would be transparent with each other about basically everything that they're doing in the house. So I would be surprised. But Amber uh, later in the episode is like, uh, like, this is a lie and this never happened. So I do question and even when talking to us. So that makes me question, like, is she not aware of this? Or maybe is there a little bit to the like Amber's a little sneaky and she's even lying to us as the viewers well so as far as chauncey goes like am i i I wasn't picking up on anything he was saying here being like throwing jay under the bus did i miss that like uh i mean it was not helping jay it was definitely like a look if chauncey wins and doesn't throw in jordan it's not great for Jay's game. <laughs> like you would hope that your allies are going to target the people who are targeting you, but uh, it's not like, Hey, you should directly throw in Jay, but it's like, I know you're going to, but just please don't also throw me in. 
Yeah, I mean, when when Nelson is going to, you know, approach them later and and make it seem like, you know, they had such bad things to say about, you know, that side of the house and they're coming after that side of the house. Like, I didn't get that from this conversation. Maybe it went longer, maybe, you know, uh, or or definitely Devin took what he had heard from it or about it and twisted it, of course, to make it sound uh, a little bit worse than it was. And um, Amber and Chauncey in this moment are just sitting there like, oh, um, we didn't want any of this conversation to be exposed. So we're just going to deny, deny, deny that any of it happened because, you know, you start to kind of like admit your wrongdoing and be like, yeah, so we had that conversation, but, and then it's like, okay, you, you lose all ground there. They're, mm-hmm. they're going to say, well, see, exactly. You, you had this conversation that Devin told me you had, and I don't believe you. Sure. But again, when denying it to the camera and to the viewers, that's when I question, is she aware or is she uh, just committing to the lie so much that she's not going to tell us either? I was going to say, maybe it's got to be committing to it so much because I'm trying to like put myself <laughs> in that situation. I think I might do the same thing of like, I need to convince myself that this is the truth. So I'm going to tell you that this is the truth, uh, you know, at home. So when they come back, no, I was just in confessional telling them that I can't believe what you're saying. They say that know. you play like the winner of your season and uh, Derek Levasseur lying to the audience at all times of what he was doing. Yeah, I think that's my track. Look, I know I said Carmaria's Maria's name, but you didn't have to say Derek's name. I just didn't need to come up in this podcast. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. Um, we're going to see um, a rare day out, which like this usually happens, I think, on like the weekend for them, like when they're not doing the challenges and whatnot. So I don't know where this kind of mixed in, um, you know, whatever. But it's it's rare to see the day out rather than the night out. Um, what we're going to get from this is a couple of uh, interesting scenes here in conversations. Bananas and Darrell, um, you know, Darrell sees right through bananas. This goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, this is only convenient for you, so I'm good. I'm going to keep playing the middle. Thanks, though. Yeah, like rusty bananas or <laughs> rotten banana. I don't know. It's This is not <laughs> not his best work. No, and I think that it comes down to him failing to do this earlier. I think it would have been a lot more believable if you do it exactly when they come in and uh, prove <laughs> anything to them. But I don't think that uh, the foundation was built at all. Certainly not. Um, the uh, challenge editors were kind enough to put Casey and Fessel on the screen for five minutes to talk about <laughs> kind nothing. enough. Yeah, I kind mean, enough to yeah. them. Yeah, Fessel's like, I just don't like to politic too hard. It's like, okay, cool, bye. <laughs> I mean, we just hadn't heard from them in you know weeks, so um, they're still there. Um, but the one that uh, caught my attention uh, the most here for for at least me um, is the Anissa and Jay argument because Anissa just won't let it go. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, we're still in you know present time, and Anissa is not thrilled about this. So, not surprised to see that Anissa is frustrated at how things are happening. She basically says like, I'm not Jordan's keeper. Uh, but the thing is, is, so many of these people on the show love to say like, well, your partner did it, so like it's your fault. But then it's like, well, my I am not a control control of my partner. Like, don't blame me for their actions. Like, you can't have it both ways, unfortunately. And mm-hmm. I, I think that uh, like, let's say Jordan. In well, maybe Jordan and Tori is not the best example, but like uh, even if like Jordan and Tori had like really bad blood from their breakup, I still don't see a world in which Tori is throwing in Anissa. Um, and yeah. so I think that like you have to be that close for your partner's uh, for your partner to not affect the relationship that um, you have, even if like your friend is on a team. It's just to me almost impressive at how Anissa and Jordan are talking themselves into being the number one target for Jay and Michelle. Like, I mean, it's, it, you know, maybe they were close to being there, um, but it's it's like, 
for Jay and Michelle, like bananas should be the number one target because bananas mm-hmm. and Jay do not get along. But Jordan and Anissa have made it so clear to Jay that they are mad at him and frustrated with him um, and aren't even trying to give up the illusion of like, no, but it's fine. You know, even if like you're going to win the next challenge and put them in, but like they're just completely give, give you know, going all in on the no, you screwed us over and we're going to be upset with you about it to the point where they have certainly passed um, bananas as Jay, Jay specifically is number one target as he even says here. So, um, you know, impressive on Anissa for that incredible gameplay. <laughs> That's the thing is I feel like there is a world in which you can say like, look, I understand like Jordan's kind of a wild card, but I can at least guarantee you, like if we win, like you might end up in the draw and I'm expecting the same thing will happen for us, but like I will fight. You will not be the main target and not go in. And I think that like, that's the very least you can hope for. Right. But let's work together. Let's try. I, I know we've had some rough weeks, but let's try to figure it out. And of course you don't mean it, but you just say it so that, you know, if they win again next week, that you're not again, the main target, even though you might be, you just say this stuff. It's called playing the game. Um, mm-hmm. but she wants no part in that. She's just going to keep telling him how wrong he was and how much of a stupid decision this was for him and all this stuff. And oh yeah, yeah. Um, and for Jay, Jay has been so much about like who is winning these dailies, and that's all I care about. I only care about aligning myself with people that are winning the dailies. I only care about if the enemies I'm making are at risk of winning the dailies. And I think that he's like, look, Jordan is very strong. Um, I don't see Jordan and Anissa winning a ton of dailies uh, based on the dailies that we've had. I know Anissa has won a couple dailies in the past seasons um, and like her day can come. But I think that when you're looking at like a bananas and Nani versus a Jordan and Anissa, maybe they're a better enemy to have at this point. I think uh, I think uh, Anissa and Jordan easily could win at least one, maybe even two dailies coming down the line here. Uh, like you said, Anissa has won some in the past couple of seasons. Uh, you're, we're you know still cutting teams out of the mix here, sure. you know, e- each week, so I can easily see it. But um, when it comes down to it, you know, Anissa is just is, and I don't know if this has always been the case, but of course we're seeing it intensely this season. Just talk such big game for somebody who's not winning the final. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the problem. So uh, I think it's going to be tough to really back up like any feud you're having uh, in this case. Um, I don't know. I think there's like a couple, but so few of the challenges are like, like Anissa, even in this challenge is like, I really think it's going to come down to the puzzle. It's like this puzzle's not that hard. It's not. Um, <laughs> that's just what you're saying to make yourself feel better just because you're not doing any running. Like, <laughs> And that's fine, whatever. But like, oh yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> you're not winning this challenge if you're not able, if you're willing or able to run. I, I don't know which it is, and and that's not you know that's not, none of my business. But um, the the final is going to have a lot of running in it, and there's a lot of other people here that are doing that a lot better and faster. And that's again, that's fine. Like uh, you know, Veronica and Darrell weren't going to win this season. That's fine. But like. They're not talking like they're these ultra gods that like, you know, deserve to play the store that are playing the strongest game and anybody who's not playing to whatever. It's like you're just not you can't you can't you can't talk like that or you can do whatever you want. But I'm going to I'm going to, you know, feel a little cringy watching it. Yeah. I mean, there are personality hires for the show and that's fine that think that they're more than that (laughs) you know what and whatever i don't know i'm not like discounting anisa can win eliminations anisa can win um dailies but i am more worried about other people winning dailies if i'm jay yeah um look and and i don't think that this is a controversial statement but anisa is never winning a final (laughs) like we have watched anisa on uh 17 seasons i don't really know what the count is up to these days but 
Um, it's something like that. And the final win has not come. It is not going to come at this point. And um, I just feel like we can tone it down a little bit there. But I think she's accepted that. <laughs> like, it doesn't, doesn't really seem like it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like I, the whole, I feel like we're yeah. a strong team. We are a strong team. Like, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Good uh. dodgeball. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the challenge was called Peaking Blinders uh, as we approach talking about that one here. And it was, um, you know, some cardio, some puzzle um, all together. Um, a pretty standard challenge. Anything stand out here for you? Um, I don't know. I thought Darrell was a good partner with Veronica. Just like understanding like we're not winning and that's fine. So like why make a big deal about it where Jordan is not thrilled <laughs> um, with Anissa not walking, I think ultimately what it comes down to is like Darrell has probably accepted they're not winning the oh, final. Yeah. Jordan has not accepted that <laughs> and still thinks like, uh, no, no, we're getting to the final and we are winning. And I think that that's going to be a tough road for the two of them. And for for Darrell, he's accepted, you know, we're not winning this challenge. We're not winning any challenge. We'll be lucky if we win an elimination. We're not winning the season. So that's all fine and dandy for exactly like you just said with Jordan. But like he's still at this point of like holding out hope that there could be redeeming factors in um, how Anissa is able to contribute to their team. Like she should be able to memorize, but she can't. Well, I mean, well, that's the thing is she failed on what generally Anissa is really good at. And there are redeeming factors to Anissa as a teammate. Like we've said, she is good at many parts of the challenge. It's just uh, the ultimate part that uh, she struggles with. Right. Fortunately. So, uh, yeah, he gets frustrated uh, with her. um, And as far as the, you know, contenders here in this challenge, it really does end up coming down to uh, Nelson and Norris, who do a very good job together. And of course, pull out the win. Tori and Devin do a very good job. Did they want to win? Uh, It did seem like they were keeping themselves in it well enough. Um, Like, were they, I I don't know, were they trying to win or was it like, all right, let's keep ourselves as close to the front as possible so that if we need to pull out the win, we can. But if there's a team in front of us that is doing better and they do win, then that's perfect too. Here's my thing. At the end of the challenge, it seems like at least Nelson and Norris, I don't know if Devin and uh, Devin and Tori also have like only two pieces left at the top. Like, can't we just see how they fit? (laughs) <laughs> rather than running one more lap. Uh, I don't really know the process. Maybe there were a number of different pieces there, but like, can't you just try, say, right. check? And check. if it doesn't work, then then do the lap? Like, why did we need to do the lap on this final part? That, I guess, leads to the theory. Um, that yeah, they... like, were Devin and Tori like, what? Because I could see, look, I and I am extremely impressed with Norris in this challenge. Um yes. You know, when we have like rookies come in, it's really easy to look and be like, all right, who looks big? Because I I always value like sheer size uh, in a lot of these challenges. I think that it is a big advantage, uh, even as seen as in this elimination where you even might think it is not uh, going to be. So size is like a very easy one to look at. And Norris is tiny, but uh, obviously another huge factor is going to be running or memory. And that's not something that is obviously, uh, you know, I can find on Instagram, but Norris seems to excel in both of those here. So super impressed with Norris and excited just in general about Norris as a challenger moving forward. A thousand percent. Like it's, you know, so rare that we can um, come in here and feel, you know, like, oh, this could be like a potential like future challenger. And I'm going to say, especially when that, that person's a woman, because, um, you know, you see uh, somebody like Horacio and you're like, oh, they're going to bring him back and you feel better about it. But the women that they have as prospects, they don't always 
cling on to as, as tightly as they should, um, or as that they're able to. Um, so I do feel like we have that here in Norris, and I feel like the show is presenting her to us as somebody to pay a lot of attention to. Um, there's not, I haven't seen a single negative comment about her from, from fans or from the cast mm-hmm. members. So I have very high hopes for her going forward. I do hope that we get a little bit more of her on the show. I think that we get a good amount of her when she's won these challenges, uh, but maybe still not even enough. Uh, you know, for the rookies, I think that's going to be tough to get a ton of screen time, um, especially when your partner is like a vet who is very well established on the show. Um, but uh, I'm hoping that they give us even more insight into Nerese because it sounds like she's really thinking about this game. I love when they win and TJ is like, you guys did such a great job. Like Nelson. Yeah. And Maurice with the brain. (laughs) (laughs) He knew where this was, uh, who came through on this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they did, they did an incredible job. Norris talking us through, uh, you know, her thought process through the entire challenge was, uh, really, you know, enjoyable because Nelson talking you through his thought process is always a journey. Um, you know, however, (laughs) however that ends up going. Um, but they were working together well, they were communicating, uh, well, and you know, they just did this exact, did the entire challenge exactly how it should have been. Uh, unlike these, you know, 15 time challenge vets, Veronica and Dorel, who of course, you know, running aside are trying to do the puzzle from the top, um, Amber and Sean. Who are on a magical stroll through a dandelion field holding hands? Like I, I don't know what everybody else was doing, but at least these two got it done. Yeah, supposedly Fessy was like doing the puzzle on the ground um, in front of it, which I think is a good strategy if it's like you can put the puzzle pieces in and then it's difficult to get the bottom ones out once they're in. Um, but this doesn't seem like that, so uh, I think that like you're just doubling the time that this is going to take. Yeah. Um... The the but like the the challenge itself, you know, as much as it was standard, I thought it was um, a fun design. I liked that they had to do, you know, the standing on the very small, tiny little pole, mm-hmm. and, you know, watching them try to do some yoga to stay up there was was cool. And um, it, I don't know, I I didn't uh, dislike watching it either time. So yeah, that. solid, you know, B minus challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did I already talk about this? I don't think so. Casey makes a comment in the beginning. Uh, being like, just don't be a loser. It's like, okay, nothing happens when you lose. So <laughs> I don't know why TJ was like, you know, yeah, Casey. But you know what? Sure. <laughs> Whatever. Sure. Um, so with Nelson and Narice in power, not sure if they should have been uh, coming to the power that they are in here. But uh, Spider Nelly T is going to activate his web here. And uh, well, the web is already activated. Well, do you think they should be winning do, here? Do I think they should have won? No, um, but I don't think it's the worst thing in the world that they won. Because I feel like last week we talked about Nelson's position in the game, and I had said that I felt like Nelson was in a very good position, actively in the middle of basically everything, didn't really need to show his cards. And I felt like you had said that Nelson needed to start taking shots at some of the vets um, and that he was too low in the alliance. So uh, maybe he ultimately didn't do that, but... I'm not mad at him winning here. Like, I think that he could have probably put off winning a week or two, but uh, I think this was a fine win, in my opinion. So it's, it's it, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with how things ended up playing out because sure. um, I would have loved to see him uh, take that shot at Bananas, which, of course, he's not going to do. Um, but we see, you know, the Nani influence that comes into play there, and we see how much of a target Amber has become. So kind of, you know, potentially hoping to take that target off the board there uh, in Amber and Chauncey and kind of taking out somebody that, you know, maybe Michelle would have been upset about losing Amber, but like nobody else was really upset about. Um, could have, you know, that could have been a, a spot that was fine for them. And even they ended up in a fine spot because Veronica and Darrell going home doesn't bother anybody. Um, so ultimately, again, I feel like they 
they are fine with having done this move, but, um, I don't, I don't know. I, I know I remember saying that Nelson um, is not in the best spot, even though he's sitting in the middle, because I don't think he's at the top of anybody's list. And because I just feel like I generally have low confidence in Nelson as a challenger after all these seasons. I feel like there's a lot of different parts of um, especially the end game that he has not been able to succeed in. But also seeing Norris, um in like, you know, another week like this is giving me a lot more confidence in them as a pair. So a lot changes in a week. That's interesting because I feel like uh, we'll get there. I think that he made an actively very bad decision, um, and I think that it probably will have consequences moving forward. There's, it's so complex. Every week, I feel like I, I feel like I, you know, <laughs> feel good about the decision that they make, um, but there's so many different sides to consider. For every me, it's just like decision. If you even like, if you look at like Big Brother or Survivor, if you like float someone's name out there and they find out. And then you don't go take that shot. Like, that's bad because you know that, like, you're not high on their list. Like, they're going to come for you eventually. And I feel like that's what this was. Mm -hmm. Like, sure, you walked it back. But you already threw in Bananas and Nani and Jordan and Anissa. And I don't think that had either of those teams won, like, next week uh, or this week that they would have put Nelson in the bottom four. Uh, And I think it's a guarantee now, no matter what, if they were to win next week, Nelson is in those bottom four. And I think that even if they had won moving further out, they might have put him in a position where, like, he had a good spot and a draw. And I don't think that they're going to be looking out for him in this way moving forward. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, you've already shown that you're going to put us in at some point. So, like, just go ahead and take the shot. You already, like, showed your cards. Do it. Um, I think that, like, if Amber and Chauncey had gone home, I think it would have been a terrible outcome for them because, like you said, Amber is someone that no one is going to be sad about going. But, in fact, everyone is going to be actively happy to see go, and they will take that shot for you. So why are you doing it for them? That's a good point. Um, So you're, to be fully clear here, you're coming down on the side they should not have won this week? Um, No, I do. I I think that I'm fine with them having won. I think that they made ultimately an awful decision. I think Amber and Chauncey going into the draw could have been explained away and like we could have um, recovered from this. But sending them in as the direct vote and having Darrell and Veronica, uh, I think, actively puts them in a much worse spot in this game. Yeah, no, there's probably you're you're probably, you know, 100 percent right about that. I think they um, I think. Uh, when when Nelson was making his decision, I feel like he knew that the right decision was to put bananas in there. Um, but he mm-hmm. was looking for any reason not to to kind of protect you know, for for one more week to keep the you know trust that he's built with bananas over the past couple of seasons alive. Um, where it's not this rivalry that they had for a while. Um, and he found that reason in Devin saying, you know, Amber and Chauncey are coming for you, and he said, you know what, um, me and Chauncey aren't even that close, you know go earn your stripes rookie. And you know, that's where he gets carried away with all of that. Um, I, I don't really know, uh, opinion on, you know, right. Uh, She does. Well, she didn't trust Amber. She was, um, she was happy to see Amber made clear on social media. I think, um, (laughs) I don't think it's been like so much to the point where I was like, Oh, the, one of these two backstabs the other. Like I never thought that, but, uh, has been very much like a, there's a reason people don't like Amber. Um, and I never had a good feeling about her. Yeah, which everybody says. So um, <laughs> I haven't met Amber in person, so I can't tell you how I feel about that. Um, all I know is watching her seems to be a lot of, you know, um, people saying that. So I don't know. It's it's a lot of different people that say it. I don't know. But it, again, as I said, I think last time this came up, it's a lot of people. And generally, I would say like, oh, if everyone's saying it, it's fact. But I don't trust the opinions of many of these people. So I don't know this to be fact. You don't trust Narice yet? Um, I mean, 
no, <laughs> I'm not taking like who is a good person and who is a bad person uh, as fact from Nerys. I mean, we should consider, of course, at the end of the day, Michelle is friends with Amber. They seem to have hung out since the season ended. Um, and Michelle obviously likes her and thinks that she's a good person. So Amber's a good person. No, that's not a fact. Let's look at other people that Michelle hangs out with. And I am going to factually say that that is not the case. Love Michelle. Um, but no, <laughs> I would say Michelle can do no wrong. So uh, maybe fine. Um, I don't want to rehash where she spent her COVID time. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. I closed my eyes. Um, so uh, again, Spider Nelly T, he's got this big web of, uh, you know, all the different connections in the house. And we're going to see over the rest of the episode here about how he's very close to Jay. He's obviously picking Jay's side. Um, and him and Devin also have this connection. I think that I saw this on Twitter of him just talking about that this is deeper than, you know, maybe people thought it was. They've been together, um, playing the game together and, and all this stuff since there are you the one days. So um, there's a level of, you know, trust that exists there than that he has with Devin over a lot more of the other people. So when Devin's going to kind of do a lot of, you know, seed planting and, you know, try to pretend that he's not doing all the seed planting, uh, Nelson's going to believe him and buy him. He doesn't have Corey by his side. So he's got to have somebody to fully trust who's a veteran. And he's kind of ended up with Devin as that person. Well, that's the thing. I never really expected Nelson and Devin to target each other at any point in this game i think that um even when Corey and devin have had like a couple issues i feel like through the seasons um i never felt like nelson really got involved um in that and in fact i think that the three of them were on the same page more than not so i would say or even where people like nani was like why not fessy it's like do you not know their friends um <laughs> like i understand that fessy screwed him over once but like Look who you're partnered with. <laughs> so um, if you're going to argue for history playing a factor here in these nominations, like you don't have an argument. So um, I think that if people are paying attention uh, through the many, many seasons of challenge history, it's easy to think that like, uh, oh, what does Nelson and Devin really have at this point? But I feel like these nominations made almost complete sense to me. Um, before we get too far away from this, I want to get to the Nelson on Twitter of it all. Did you see any of this? Not really. I saw a little bit, but uh, I don't know if I saw everything based right. on how you're so, talking So uh, humor me while I read some of this to you. Um, <laughs> and this is this is where I saw him talk about the Are You The One stuff. So he says, okay, people, let me break this down for you. The master plan to win tonight's challenge was for Narice to remember the shapes and color, uh, shapes, and I remember the colors. Um, thank you, at Weston Bergman. He actually told me how to win a memory challenge. Hashtag bet move. Um, at Devin, uh, MTV Devin Walker, never manipulated anyone. He was in my top five. The history runs deep, a.k.a. YTO3. Um, I've been working with Fessy uh, at Fessy Fitness and he's been winning um, and and he has actually been winning challenges. Has he? I mean, one. <laughs> Did he? Oh, yeah, he won. Did, yeah, yeah. Okay. We've just talked about who's won so far. I forgot. Um, <laughs> um, and I can't speak much for other teams. The only reason at Johnny Bananas, Bananas. And Nani, he, he wrote, at Johnny Bananas, Bananas, um, and Nani were down there is because Bananas and I got into it last week and I didn't know if I could trust him. I had no idea where... <laughs> I, sorry. <laughs> I, I had no idea where hashtag Nani head was. <laughs> She's not on Twitter, so we just pulled hashtag, the hashtag, hashtag. Hashtag, okay, hashtag Nani for a second. I thought it was hashtag Nani head. I was like, what? No. Hashtag Nani <laughs> head was uh, right. yep um but i should have talked to her first aka sister no period okay um, I, 
my, my only question of what we have so far is like being in your top five doesn't say a lot to me. Like top five is a lot of teams at this point. I'm sorry. This is getting so bad, but I need to finish it. Um, I know some more. I actually did see a little bit more. Okay. Congrats to at Amber Borzotra and hashtag her man. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag Herman. Okay. <laughs> For winning tonight's elimination. Hashtag <laughs> P.S. Going live on IG with at Nerys K. Mateo um, at the challenge. Hashtag challenge 38. Hashtag ride or D.I. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) cough. I'm still sick. (laughs) I I just I'm curious to see when Herman shows up on the show. That was the part that (laughs) really got Herman. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, who are we talking about? I assumed that it was some nickname that he gave him in the house until I like read comments. And it was like, (laughs) LMAO. Like hashtag her man, and I was like, oh, oh my god, oh. oh my god. Okay, um, <laughs> so that is uh, his his thoughts there. Nelson, uh, no, Devin tweeted. Um, Nelson and I came into the show together, and I I'm FKN with him for life. So Aww. yeah, cute. Um, All right. So I don't know why Wes has so much to do with this episode. Me always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, and I guess like, let me just keep that in here now. Um, what do you make of the comparison? I mean, I feel like it's not anything that we haven't kind of brought up before of Devin playing the game like a West type. Um, but now we're just really seeing it, um, in, in the times where it works out well for Wes. Mm, it's hard. Cause is Wes a, is Devin a West or is what Devin a bananas? I feel like he's kind <laughs> of some combo of the two. Um, I, this, comparison has been like from the moment Devin was even on like on are you the one I feel like people were um, talking about like Devin and his antics Uh, so it's not surprising I feel like the antics are more bananas and the moves are more Wes Um, so uh, maybe that's the case but I would say the moves and like what excites me about Devin is more Wes and I definitely see the comparison. I feel like Devin is begging for the comparison, but the stuff like uh, the conversation with Michelle later, uh, I would say maybe is more bananas, even if bananas wants to uh, contribute that to the West side of things. You think so? I mean, maybe like the older bananas, but I haven't seen bananas do that kind of thing in a while. I'm looking at the older bananas. Yes. Yeah. Um, maybe <laughs> you like, don't escape you know... your history on the show. For me. Yeah. Especially I, I mean, if you have not, uh, I know bananas is like the Island is painful for me to watch, but it's like, all right. And <laughs> like, I need more. Yeah. It's, you know, he's, he's certainly cleaned up his game a lot in the past couple of years because he's older now and he's working with a lot of, you know, younger kids. So he's kind of turned himself into a type that plays uh, a West style, which is probably why their games worked well together for that one season that they were working together. Um, but yeah, maybe some old bananas in there. I can see um, the deliberation where they're going to pick out the four names that are going in. You said that you liked uh, the four picks here. Basically, I mean, who else really would you even consider? Uh, like, it's never going to be Fessel. It's never going to be Jay. Um, and, like, I'm only saying these because these are who, like, Nelson in particular I know is, like, really close to. Um, yeah. Like, if it was Michelle and a different partner, it might have been Michelle. But I know that, like, he's super, super close to um, specifically Fessel, Devin, Jay. So, like, those three names are automatically off the board for me. The only other person that doesn't – people that don't go in are Olivia and Arasio, which I think pretty obvious. Who went uh, in last time that Nelson he, 
was in power. Yeah, but like with an obvious strategy, and I think he was looking for a way not to do it. Um, and also like he was going for all rookies, where this time he's going for all vets. If you throw them in, like you're basically throwing them into elimination because no one's saving them. Um, and then I guess the only question mark is Casey and Kenny, which I think is an interesting option. It's, I guess that at that point it's like, well, you know, he made it very clear he didn't want to screw Nani over in, you know, any kind of horrible way and, and have it potentially be Nani versus Casey. That's what Nani was so terrified of uh, last week when it potentially could have been them if, you know, things had gone a different way. Um, but Nelson's also kind of made it clear to himself at this point that he wants Bananas to be, you know, at, again, at this point, uh, to be his main target uh, to go in. So if Casey ends up going in there, that's not what he wants. But... If Bananas isn't his target, it probably makes a lot more sense for him to do Casey and Kenny as the team. But I, I don't know. I don't, maybe him and Casey have gotten closer over the couple of seasons that we just haven't highlighted their relationship a lot. I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing is I assume him being so close to Fessel makes him and like he's worked with Josh. So I assume that Nelson has been pretty close with the Big Brother Alliance mm -hmm. in general. And there is a relationship there between Nelson and Casey that we just don't really know about. I can see them getting along extremely well. Casey has a great social game with basically any person. So I don't see why that would not extend to Nelson. Um, and it's not as if that's like the biggest stretch in the world anyway. Um, but I it was just like. If it was going to be anyone else, that's the only team I could see it being. And that's why I don't think that Amber and Chauncey was like a necessarily awful pick, especially given the makeup of who, who's going to be in the draw. Yeah, um, of course, the way that, you know, things are going to uh, play out with their conversation with Amber and Chauncey is going to be where things start to really falter for them. But yes. as far as yeah, the picks go <laughs> itself, um, the picks are, are OK. Um, they, I, yeah, I really can't see a, a different direction that they would have gone. And the only other option for them is to not win the daily, which, you know, they they won. So this is where we are. There we go. Um, so we see everybody's reactions because, of course, that stands out a little bit more here um, with Amber feeling blindsided about it all and uh, Bananas and uh, and Jordan and, you know, their partners seeing like, oh, so this is definitively where Nelson is saying that he stands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a big move. I mean, last time. Nelson went full rookies, and I think that that was the easy move. It was early game. I think it was the right move. Um, I think that uh, it, depending on like who won, Nelson very easily could have found himself as a main target if he made too big of a move early. Uh, whereas now, could still find himself a main target, but I feel like people like Jay and Michelle and uh, like uh, Horacio and Olivia are still probably going to be easier targets for the vets if they were to win. Um, yeah. Um, as far as Nelson goes, it's so interesting to me because you see on one hand, like, uh, Delsa, uh, Delson, <laughs> Darrell <laughs> talking to Nelson, um, in their interrogation and Darrell is saying, oh, you've grown up so much. Like you're playing the game in such a more mature way than, you know, you ever used to. And then you also have Nani on the flip side being like, this wasn't Nelson's plan. Like this idiot couldn't yeah. have thought of this. Um, <laughs> and that's more so about Devin at this point, because they're all pointing out Tori and Devin again, evading being on the board at all. Um, so Nani seems to be, you know, a little more upset with them. I don't think that, but just interesting comparison in, in the two different uh, scenes. Yeah. I'm trying to look. It was like Nelson's 34. I don't really feel like there's the largest difference between a norm, like generally like 34 year olds and like 28 year olds, but sure. <laughs> like I, I'm not expecting uh, any like huge progress in Nelson as a person. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's days. like an age thing. I, I think it's just, you know, him learning Experience, more as the seasons have gone on. Yeah. Um, some people pick it up right away. I'm not saying that Nelson didn't, but um, he cer certainly has moved slower than, you know, some of his counterparts. Maybe. <laughs> maybe um but again i really i don't think this is a 
bad moveset, even if whether it's like being controlled by him or not. Yeah. Um, so in the interrogation, we're going to see that Darrell and Veronica um, don't seem the most upset. Uh, there's, I guess, a little bit of a relationship between Nelson and Darrell, but um, they promise them essentially they're, they're making, you know, a couple of not promises to these people, but saying like, look, you're going to be saved by this person. You're going to be saved by yeah. that person. They do make a promise to Some Jordan assurances. and Lisa. Yeah, assurances. That's, that's a much better word. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, you're not going to be the votes that are, you know, the automatic votes or this and that. And, you know, Nelson, uh, Nelson, I can't get the words, uh, the names right. But uh, Jordan and Anissa seem to be a lot more content with where they are in this foursome than they were last week. So, you know, they're doing OK up uh, again up until they get to Amber. What do you think of that? Do you think that that was a misread from Jordan and Nisa? I feel like probably thinking that Darrell and Veronica would save them. Or um, did they think that Amber and Chauncey were the main votes already at this point? And that's why they thought like either team that wins is going to save us. I so if Amber and Chauncey. Oh, you know what I mean? Because if it's like Darrell and Veronica, Amber and Chauncey and Jordan and Anissa, like is Anissa like, obviously Darrell and Veronica are going to save me over Amber and Chauncey. And I'm like, I don't know if that's the case. Um, And does she have a bad read there? Or does she assume that Amber and Chauncey are like already the vote? Because given these four teams, I would not assume that Amber and Chauncey were the main vote. Yeah, that's a very good point. If if Amber and Chauncey were you know, locked in as the main vote already, then of course they can feel comfortable because both of the other two teams have, you know, connections to them. Um, but given the way that things were set up with bananas and Nani slated to be the main vote, then yeah, um, I would certainly, uh, hope that she would see, you know, the game well enough to think that Darrell and Amber are going to save each other. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like again, Anissa and Veronica, like good relationship. Veronica said, basically like, I haven't gotten assurances from this person, but I'm going to uh, rely on our relationship. And Anissa's like, maybe I should have done that. And I hope by this point, Anissa has gone ahead and do that, done that. Uh, and made it clear to Veronica, like I value you in this game and I am going to prioritize you. Um, and has she not done that and is still relying on Veronica prioritizing their like years long relationship or is she uh, not realizing that it was probably too little too late. And I do think that Darrell and Veronica probably save Amber and Chauncey. Yeah, I agree. Um, but again, they're going to get to uh, some, some hot water here, Nelson and Narice, where uh, Amber and Chauncey are going to come in and Amber's going to get emotional saying that, you know, Nelson has always been there for her in times where not a lot of other vets were and has kind of made her feel as welcome as possible. Um, so, you know, you were never going to be in the four teams that I would have said you're in my top four. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's upsetting to hear that I'm not in yours, right? I'm not in yours. And Nelson's like, no, you're not in mine. So well, I don't even feel like she asked for that answer and Nelson uh, volunteered it. I am um, I mean, <laughs> it's. <laughs> it's 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 uh, you know the point that comes across here is uh nelson kind of just word vomiting yeah it, it was like well you're in my top four and nelson's like well you're not in mine it's like we didn't need to say that um i think it was probably assumed by this point uh but saying it was bad i don't think it was not salvageable i think that it could have been like you know what? I did not know that. And like, that was not clear to me. And like, wow, like I'm really upset. I'm going to put you in a good position for the draw. And like, this is salvageable. We can fix this. But Nelson is kind of like, Ooh, I made a bad move. And now I have to go all in on that bad move. Kind of sounds like Jordan and Anissa. Uh, 
uh, kind of sounds like a lot of people on the show. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, and, you know, all along here, we're getting confessionals from Narissa. I don't trust Amber. I just can't, you know, I can't get to that point. So um, that's what's happening there. And to close out the interrogation, we're going to have Banani come in um, and they talk about how they would not have put Nelson in. And specifically, um, we're going to see Nani here with the, you know, social capital that she has with all of these veterans uh, of just all the relationship and trust that she's built up with them over the years. And she really hammers that home in a way of like, I'm going to be disappointed in you if you do this. If you put me in a position that's putting my game at jeopardy, I will not forget it. And it works so well on everyone. It's so weird to me because, first of all, she has said, I mean, almost explicitly says, why not Fessy here? And it's like, maybe we don't throw out someone's name in a position where you need to throw get another target on your back. Um, because it seems like you're already in a pretty bad spot in the house with most people. Um, but no, uh, not really worried about that, I guess. Because uh, I, I would be worried about saying Fessy's name to Nelson. Maybe Nani, not so much. Um, I think that Nani... If I was not giving Nani a, on a pass on most of the things this season, I would really dislike Nani most of this time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and just like extremely entitled uh, in like basically every scene uh, that we've seen her on this season, um, you know, that has uh, gameplay related uh, in, in podcasts and anything else that I have seen uh, has come off extremely unlikable. Um, <laughs> and basically is like, we're done here. <laughs> like, okay, Nani, like uh, a little turbo esque, maybe. <laughs> like, Ooh, there's a comparison. <laughs> like interesting how it wasn't okay then, but now uh, we can, you know, come in hot and uh, declare the conversation over. I mean, they're at a point where they're, Watching their game kind of slip away from being, you know, something that they can control super well. And she's getting frustrated with Tori and Devin because they're supposed to be, you know, right by their side. And, you know, they're all playing the game together like they have been the past three seasons. Um, and they see Tori and Devin slipping away to a better position and working well with the other side. And she is getting frustrated. She's taking it out on literally anybody that that she needs to that is putting her in a position of, you know, Jeopardy, Michelle. Um, and now, you know, Nelson, like, like, how could you do this to me? Mm-hmm. I think that Nani's social game is really good. And I think we've seen that through many, many seasons. People like love Nani, genuinely love Nani. <laughs> like Michelle is crying hysterically over how she views her as a sister and like can't believe that this would happen. Um, but it's not good enough to make up for Banana's lack of a social game with most of these people. So I think that uh, it is a problem. I wonder if it will have impacts on seasons moving forward. I doubt it. But if she were to find herself with a undesirable partner again, could it? Yeah. I don't know. Um, not, you know, not much happening here in, in the Nani world. Um, as far as, you know, she's not putting, she's not get, ending up in danger, but, um, I am very interested to see how things play out for her. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. Um, so we had our day out. We're going to see our night out here where um, we're going to really continue to highlight the Nelson and Devin of it all, where um, as Tori kind of describes it, you know, there's a lot of heat on the two of them because of the fact that they haven't been going in and people are really paying attention to the fact that they must be playing so well. So they have to redistribute this heat a little bit. Um, and Devin is going to attempt to do that here with Amber, which is going to continue on even more when they get to the house and is going to uh, spread out a little bit more. And the fire is going to kind of grow into uh, landing in Michelle's court as well. So, um yeah, starting, of course, with uh, what happens here at the night out and the confrontation with uh, Nelson and Norris, uh with Chauncey and uh, Amber. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like 
Maurice really like obviously dislikes Amber at this point. Um, I don't think because at first I was like, is this colored by Amber goes into elimination and like it doesn't go well. So we are frustrated with having to deal with her in the house after the consequences of our own actions. But at this point where she's like, and Amber thinks this and Amber thinks Devin's biggest snake and Amber, it's like, okay, maybe this is already not a great relationship in the house. You don't say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's going to be, um, you know, a lot of Devin doing, you know, the usual Devin stuff and and, uh, trying to, you know, make sure that Amber is painted in the worst light here. So that's, you know, how they go into the conversation, feeling like they're already uh, have been betrayed by Amber. Um, And Narice is already not liking Amber. So, you know, there's not much here that makes you feel like these two teams are planning or at least uh, Nelson uh, from Nelson's side that he's planning to work with them uh, much going forward. And, you know. This is where we're pretty much going to be where the target is going to shift off of bananas and onto somebody that Nelson can kind of back out of making it bananas and say, all right, well, here's somebody else that I can help advance my game by getting rid of. Yeah. So my thing here, Devin is so quick to rat out the Chauncey and Jordan conversation, which I assume Jordan told uh, Devin about. Or did we see him overhearing it? I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, I I was like, did he hear it from like a different room or what? I don't know. It's like, are we not concerned that Jordan might not be thrilled that you're going around spreading his information as well? Um, Because, like, I understand you're trying to take the target off of your ass right now. um, But I don't think this was, like, that bad. I think Devin was probably could have just laughed this off and been like, okay, cool. Like, Amber is untrustworthy and, like, I don't care what she thinks about me. Like, yes, I would throw her in and that's fine. Um, Whereas... I think that throwing Jordan under the bus here is like not my favorite move from Devin. I don't know that Jordan is necessarily going to uh, see it in that light, but I think that it could be viewed as pretty snaky. <laughs> like, so, I'm not a snake. Like, here's some information about Jordan to get me out of being a snake. <laughs> like, <laughs> later on at the uh, very end of the episode, Jordan has like one of the closing confessionals talking about how Nelson, your leader, didn't lead you down the right path or whatever. Was he talking about Devin or was he talking I would about assume Jay? So. I would assume. Right. So it's it's it gets confusing for me because I was like, well, he's fully rooting on Tori and Devin as like the second, you know, I mean, at this point, maybe he's like, you know, hoping for better things for Bananas and Nani because they've been so closely working with them. But like he still made it very clear that he wants Tori to do well. And Tori's partner is Devin. So there's that. I mean, that doesn't mean he can't be frustrated with how Devin's playing the game. But um, it just took me by surprise a little bit because I feel like he's so in their corner, even I don't know. I mean, he's forced to be in their corner. I don't know that. Devin and Jordan have like, you know, any relationship that I can speak to on the show. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's literally just because he's, you know, rooting for Tori to sure. continue to do well. So, um, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't, uh, Jordan, maybe not thrilled with that. Um, but I don't know anything else on the uh, you, conversation. The two of them. Do you think it or... was when Chauncey and Amber have this conversation? Obviously we don't know how much Amber knows. Should Chauncey be like admitting to like, Oh, I talked to Jordan and just said like, we like basically like a, truce for like i wouldn't put him in the four but like i'm not turning on jay i'm not turning on whatever or like should he have like gone the route he goes and been denying 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 that's what we were saying earlier right it's like um at that at a certain point i think when they admitted to um like or what did they no they denied the whole time they denied denied the whole time time. (laughs) i'm like what what happened there um (laughs) i think admitting to any of it at all is going to make Nelson and Norris feel confident in what Devin had said. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's kind of like you have to, um, unless Chauncey and Amber were like much better players. Um, 
and they were able to be convincing in their truth, which it again is their truth. But sometimes it's harder telling the truth um, because, you know, mm. it sounds so sketchy and, you know, you can be as like they could have been as honest as they wanted to about that conversation because it didn't have anything to do with Nelson and Norris, um or taking down that side of the house. It was just it was just what it was. It was trying to keep each other safe. Um, but that can still kind of come across as sketchy. I think telling the truth in games, especially when you're caught, is actually extremely underrated. I feel like as much as you try to come up with a good lie, 99% of the population are just awful liars, like just abysmally bad liars. It's funny to watch people lie. for yourself. Um, not saying that I am one of the one percent. Well, you know what you're saying. <laughs> um, so um, it's very funny uh, because it, there's just so many ways to tell that people are lying, and the least of which is just Devin and Nelson going to Jordan and asking if it happened. And I feel like Jordan's not going to lie for you. Um, so, like, I think that telling the truth is really underrated in a lot of these situations. Um, like, if you're caught, you're caught at a certain point. So I think that giving a little bit and like spinning it in your favor makes it a lot more believable to where Jordan could be like, yeah, like I don't, that's not maybe how I interpreted it, but like I could see like that being in the conversation. Um, so I think that probably it would have been the better long-term move. I think that they're just like still a little green um, in terms of the challenge, like maybe not as experienced. Uh, and I think that like, it was a good instinct to try to um, make an alliance to protect yourself. But unfortunately for them, they just got outplayed. Well, I feel like that's all a great way to lead into the next part of all this with the Devin and Michelle of it all, where Devin has decided that he's going to, um, you know, further, again, spread, you know, the heat all around to everybody else here. Um, And he is upset with Michelle because he feels like Michelle may be hiding some things from him, especially as it pertains to her good friend Amber and what Amber has been saying about him. Because if Amber's saying this to other people, then he's probably she's probably saying it to Michelle and Michelle and Jay are supposed to be working with Devin uh, and Tori with this one week deal and that Devin's trying to push into being more. Um, and this conversation, of course, as a Michelle fan, is going to make me very unhappy. Um, but I don't know. Where do we even get into all of this? It's 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 intense. And, you know, this, again, goes back into what you were just saying about how should Michelle have handled this? Like, been fully honest, uh, which she kind of was doing to an extent, but then she kind of catches herself in parts where she doesn't want to give everything away that Amber has said. So it turns into a little bit, not like lying, but just not full truths. I, I, that's the thing is I think that she actually was handling this really well. <laughs> I think that saying that, like, I don't want to throw Amber under the bus, but at the same time, like, I know this is probably pretty easily verifiable. So I'm going to frame it in a way that doesn't make her look that bad. Um, so uh, her saying, like, she asked why you didn't go in, but she wasn't like, you should throw Devin in. And I don't know if that's necessarily a lie or if it is just like softening up the truth. Um, and I think that that's the right move. I have very much. Like, this episode specifically was like, do I like Devin again? Um, I've always been, like, really back and forth. I aggressively disliked Devin last season. Um, and I think that uh, that's not an unpopular take. Uh, but I would say that this episode, like, hearing him say basically, like, uh, that whole, like, bullshit about playing a clean game and getting to the end, like, that's done. I'm not into that anymore. Like, and I think that that was him, again, trying to build social capital that he could <laughs> – let's say abuse in the future um say this season and uh i think that he is cashing in on it like too aggressively here where like him and michelle 
don't need to get into this argument. I would say that I would attribute a lot of this to Devin being drunk. Um, I think that we've seen Devin have drunken altercations on the show a good number of times. Uh, and they always try to hide the challengers uh, smoking on the show. And Devin was smoking a cigarette I in the know. scene. I was like, what? <laughs> yes. They always try to hide it um, basically on every show. And I think that uh, smoking has gone down, but it's not gone. Um, and uh, many of these challengers, I think, smoke that you would not expect uh, or would not know. Um, but so to say uh, that basically I took it as like, oh, Devin's drunk here. And I think that that was obvious from him being like, oh, you're getting a little bit of the entitled Devin coming out, yeah. a little bit self-important, a little bit uh, just like trying to be a big character and be entertaining. Um, so like, I'm sure that this was probably resolved a like decently in the morning. I don't know that it's like, oh, they are good, but he does get like a little more aggressive than I would like in this conversation. Yeah, um, you can definitely tell that he had been, uh, you know, under the influence in one way or another. And, um, uh, you know, Michelle sees that when she's talking to him. And, you know, the way that the conversation is going is, you know, she sees that he's being, you know, the whatever state of intoxication he's in. Um, he is, you know, trying to play the intimidation factor a little bit and being like, Michelle, don't lie to me. Don't tell me. Don't make sure you tell me everything. And Michelle's like, OK, stop that. Like, you know, that's not nice. That's not going to work. Um, and. You know, uh, she tells us, so, you know, she's trying to not, again, say everything that Amber has said. She wants to play with some honesty, some integrity with the people that she's working closer with, which is Amber more than Devin right now. Um, but anything that Devin feels like he's like catching on to, he like attacks in this very uncomfortable way. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's uh, Michelle makes a comment that really triggers him. Sorry that you feel that way. I mean, does anyone want to hear that apology and like the the general setting of apologies? No, but like this isn't some kind of deep conversation where they're talking about something, you know, super meaningful. It's just, you know, they're talking about the different ways that they're, you know, navigating some this this part of the game. Um, and, you know, he turned that into something so much more. And then he's getting louder and everybody outside uh, is gathering around while people inside are, you know, listening by the window. And it just turns into something that it really did not need to be. Um, and, you know, for Tori, she's like, oh, this is great. Like, I've been trying to make sure that Michelle and Jay are not on our side so that we can, you know, show our allies that we are not working with them because, you know, it's really going to be hard for Nani or Casey to, to trust Tori if they see that Tori's partner is like buddies with both Jay and Michelle, which at this point, maybe they had been more than again, Tori wanted them to be. So this is all working out just fine for her. Um, and, you know, she's going to try to play peacekeeper here and be like, you know, let's figure this out in the morning. And like you said, it probably does get figured out in the morning, um, you know, the, as much as it needs to be. But um, it's just it, it came out of absolutely nowhere. It was like, since when are these two at, at odds? But it was just mm -hmm. how that one conversation in the night played out. So I have a couple things. I think the backlash on the like, I'm sorry you feel that way has gone like a little too far. Um, I think it's valid sometimes to apologize for uh, making someone feel bad, but it being ultimately a misinterpretation of uh, what they're doing. I think that he didn't let her finish her sentence and was ultimately going to like try to sort things out. Uh, like if you just say like, oh, well, I'm sorry that you feel like that happened or something like, yeah, then you're gaslighting someone and pretending something didn't like whatever. But like, for Michelle to say like hey this is what happened and I'm sorry that like you think that I'm a liar you think whatever but like I can like, guarantee you it's not like that like or I'm sorry that like I didn't check in with you enough I'm sorry that like whatever like that is you, like do you feel that I didn't check in with you enough or whatever like that's still valid um and so I think that like it, ultimately not letting her finish her sentence and just like jumping on like the trigger word of like feel that way yeah. um ultimately uh did a disservice to both of them but uh, 
that's kind of how I feel there. I think that it could have been resolved had uh, people been sober. Uh, but I also want to flag up, we do get shots of Amber listening in and being like, well, like, I'm not going to involve myself in this. It's like, but you are involved. Like, this is about you. Um, this is surrounding your name and your alliance members are going at it uh, because of, like, whether it be something you've done, something you haven't done, regardless, I really dislike Amber not getting involved here. Did she know exactly what it was about? I, yes, I established. They were talking about inside. Yes, okay. they were like they're talking about you, and she was like, "I know." Um, I don't know. I mean, you see two drunk people fighting outside, or maybe at least one of them is more drunk than the other. Like, do you really want to go get involved in that, or do you just stay out of it? I mean, so given... for me, um, let's evaluate it first as a game move. Um, I think it's a bad game move not to defend yourself when your honor's in question, basically. Um, and I think that allowing not to do so is always like almost always going to end up you looking worse because no one is going to be able, going to be able to, or want to defend yourself and your game as much as you're going to be able to, or want to. So I think that like putting all of that on Michelle, it makes her much more likely to just walk away and come away as like, maybe Michelle is right or wrong, but like, obviously Amber is wrong is the takeaway from but, this. Sorry to like, you know, like, but what if like, she feels like more will get exposed from her game. If she starts going out there and being all, you know, defensive, and then people start saying, well, you said this and you said this, and then it gets even yeah, worse. That's valid. I, I would say on then what I was going to also say as a personal level, like if I'm Michelle, like I'm annoyed that Amber didn't step in. If I find out like I'm defending you and you're just like, oh, screw Michelle. Like I let her deal with that. Like I am genuinely annoyed if that is the case. So uh, from a personal level, like that did annoy me about Amber. And I was like, maybe she was a little sneaky. Just uh, <laughs> like, don't let me fight your battles. Um, like I will like stand up for you and do whatever. But like, yeah, let's have you jump in here a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm curious. I mean, Amber didn't even uh, go on the uh, challenge podcast before. Uh, well, no, Anissa and Devin this week. Um, mm -hmm. Chauncey did. So Chauncey was talking through some of what was going on. But I'm curious to hear, you know, why Amber didn't go outside. I feel like most people when hearing themselves being talked about would go outside. But I don't know. Must have been like, more to it. If this was like Devin and Bananas like talking crap about Amber and you just like, don't feel like uh, acknowledging that, like, fine, go ahead. But when someone like is standing up for you, like in general, like I understand not wanting to put yourself in a toxic situation and like whatever. But like it didn't feel like that for me. It just felt yeah. like, oh, like I'll let Michelle deal with this. It's like, eh, I don't and love at that. this point. They have such a big audience out there of people that are like trying to break it up and make this like not be a thing. I mean, Michelle mm -hmm. is even trying to walk away and, you know, you know, every time that she walks away, she gets pulled in further by Devin, you know, making making it even worse and gaslighting her even further. Um, so, you know, it, it, by the time she got outside, it could have even been over. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. And just like, you know, all that I really feel like it took is like it, jumping in and being like, Devin, I don't care what you say. Like, this is exactly what happened. And like conversations over and like could have easily pulled Michelle out of that conversation ended with the discussion that was going on and you're going to leave Devin and Tori, but like, they're going to talk about you anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have nothing else really from uh, the fight itself. I mean, the next morning we're the, well, all we really see from the fallout of it is uh, Michelle talking to Amber and uh, Veronica and talking about, you know, it's, that's what happened. Uh, Devin tried to do this and, you know, the whole house sees that he's playing this, you know, mastermindy type game or he's at least trying to. And uh, Michelle and confessional is like, I like the guy, but we're probably not doing this together for uh, the rest of the game here. So, well, mm -hmm. Yeah, I do wonder because, uh, like, I'm curious where Michelle sees herself in the game versus Devin in the game. Like, I, I just think that Michelle and Jay are, like, good with uh, Nelson. I don't think that's changing. I think that they are good with, uh, like, Olivia and Horacio, um, and, like, probably 
Fessel and Mariah, like maybe Casey and Kenny. I think that probably they end up throwing them in. Um, but I just think that Devin is better insulated and it's tough to walk away from a potential ally in Michelle's position. But we're getting down to those numbers where uh, she may have to throw him in anyway if she ends up winning soon. Yeah, I would be surprised if not at this point. Mm-hmm. Ready to get to the elimination or have we uh, missed anything? No, I feel good about getting to the elimination. Okay. Um, we get to the elimination and TJ is in awe of the amount of uh, cha- uh, champions that are down in uh, Nelson and Narisa's picks. Uh, some champions are going to be going in tonight. And uh, we have seen a shift in uh, Nelson complete uh, here as Bananas is no longer the target. It's going to be Amber and Chauncey that go in as the main vote. Um, and he says he's praised that this woman is going to forgive him uh, because he knows how much Amber was saying that she, you know, wanted Nelson to to be with her in the game and all this kind of stuff. So he knows that she's not going to take this very well. But this is the pick he makes. And I guess one last time here. um, we feel like this is the wrong move or at least it should have been bananas. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that, um, you've already shown your cards. Like when bananas and Nani win next week and throw in Nelson, like I'm not surprised. Uh, I don't think that I think he probably still is not the main vote, but I think that they probably put him in a draw with a bad chance of getting saved. So I think that that is a bad move for Nelson overall. Like you showed your hand, play it. Yeah, I mean, the the four teams that are down here right now are zero teams that have been, well, Bananas and Nani winning one time aside, you know, and and I guess to be fair, the past four wins have been by Nelson or an ally of his. Um, So, you know, it's not like he's upsetting teams that are consistently doing well each week, but it's still a stronger team. Mm -hmm. And Amber could have been on his side if he had tried. Yeah, I think if we do get the, oh, I was so excited all episode thinking about the potential of a Bananas and Nani versus Jordan and Anissa elimination. Ooh. I do think Jordan and Anissa probably go here. Um, I think that uh, Bananas and Nani probably like climb this oh, <laughs> uh, sure. obstacle like extremely quickly. But I would have been interested. I think Amber and Chauncey versus Bananas and Nani is an interesting uh, elimination setup there. Um. I think Amber and Chauncey go home because it comes down to the puzzle. That, at that puzzle, point. yeah. Yeah, and. Uh... I'll give bananas a little bit more credit to say, and maybe Nani too. Um, to yeah, say that I mean, would have figured it out. Maybe uh, Anissa like pulls out that puzzle. It seemed like pretty difficult um, from what yeah. I saw, but uh, having not gotten to do it myself, tough to tell. Yeah, Veronica's perfectly, you know, done plenty of puzzles in her time as well, mm-hmm. but she was staring at it. You know, pretty funny, too. Um, mm-hmm. So Amber, you know, is going in Amber and Chauncey and, and she's kind of like, yep, it is what it is. Like, <laughs> not what she was expecting or hoping, but cool. Um, we get to the draw and uh, how how would you have it uh, for the luck of it there? Besides Bananas and Nani going first again and selecting the safe dagger yet again. Um, so, I really thought that Nani was going to, like, stab him with it because she was so excited. Oh, my um, God. Yeah, she flung that around like yeah. uh <laughs> I've seen uh, someone who is not of all of their faculties holding a knife. And uh, it is scary. Um, So to see her so excited and just flinging that around, they have said in the past, they're like, those things are sharp. Um, So that scared me. It was frightening. Um, And they're going to save no surprise. I I would say, at least for me, tell me if it was a surprise for you, but Jordan and Anissa get saved because Anissa is like her big sister. Yeah. Um, (laughs) No, not surprised at all. Uh, Saw this coming. So I have a couple questions. Okay. We have plenty of time left in this season. Will Bananas and Nani ever end up in the draw and not pull the safe dagger themselves? <laughs> um, what could you possibly be implying here? <laughs> <laughs> you think there's a chance? Um, 
I do think there's a chance, yeah. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think it's a coincidence that they went first both times. I don't think it's a coincidence that they uh, pulled the safe dagger both times. I don't know. Maybe. Really? Like, in all reality, in all reality, are they rigging the show? Maybe. I don't know. I just. I don't think this. I think it's not happening. I think that they're pulling the safe dagger every time they're in there. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I have a hard time agreeing with that kind of. You know, like genuinely agreeing with that. But if it's gonna be anyone. Gonna be bananas. I don't know. Um, I just appreciated a little bit. Um, I don't think he meant it this way, but it felt like a dig uh, to Jordan when bananas is like three of the people that have been up here have been doing it since long before me. <laughs> uh, not that guy. I've been doing it before him, and he tried to you know flip some cards and take over my spot, but it still hasn't worked. And I'm working with him this season, but the other people are a little bit more important. Um, I don't know. I kind of like that, but that's okay. Um, so. Amber is going to have to go in against uh, her mentor, Darrell, uh, and Veronica there. So the uh, elimination is called Deep Web. These two tall towers with a connecting bridge in the middle where the puzzles are. Yeah, I got to go down and up and up and down and up and down uh, a bunch of times to get through the elastic bands and bring your puzzle pieces to the top, eventually completing this puzzle that was like this big uh, clock with a bunch of eights on it, which I don't know who's telling time on that, but it was obviously very hard. Um, and yeah, Veronica being the main person struggling in this challenge, um, but it did even out when they got to the top and they were all at the puzzle, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen that meme of the girl who like falls backwards onto one of these and just shoots all the way to the bottom, <laughs> like screaming, uh, like the uh, like nets, <laughs> like through layers and layers. Very funny. <sighs> it's so funny. Uh, but uh, it was just like these people struggled a lot more. I feel like Amber almost just like, uh, you know, pencil dive straight through to the bottom. And, yeah. But uh, uh, very I thought this elimination was fine. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was yeah. pretty good. I thought it was good too. I mean, you're of course, uh, uh, Veronica, you know, describes uh, her struggle uh, well enough of just, you know, she was, uh, or maybe Darrell was the one who was like, yeah, she was blessed with, uh, with the booty, but it's not really doing her a whole lot of favors here. Um, and, I think you even know, more so it was the height here. Uh, the height. Yeah. Uh, Nani or one of them had been, you know, explaining that. Yeah. Amber's a whole lot taller than her. Um, so there's that. And uh, yeah, it's like harder to pull yourself up when, you know, your <laughs> legs aren't even reaching the, the layer below or maybe they were just barely. Um, they were doing this thing that they like to do when there's uh, a, you know, veteran player in an elimination, especially when they're going home. Jordan giving her all the <laughs> hyping up treatment, being like, she is such a legend of this game because she's trying. She so is not giving her. up. <laughs> like, OK. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. That's fine. Um, why is she getting the the nickname Mama V? She's not a mom. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised to see that, but uh, whatever. Is she the mom of the house? I mean, I guess that's what they'll they'll give you as an excuse, but I don't know. Just mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and yeah, why? Um, I have a note here. Why are all of Veronica's confessionals where she's eating the camera? Like, why is she so close to the screen? She was... <laughs> Like the, that was either not filmed on set and maybe at a different location or something. I, she just was she, you know, there's the chair that everybody sits in and she was sitting on like a chair in front of that chair. Yeah, that's funny. I did not notice that. Maybe she's maybe it's the height again. It was every confessional. <laughs> she was not in the, the seat. She was in front of it. I don't know what was going on. Um the puzzle, how long do you think it took? It's, uh, they were talking about, Anissa's like, well, it might have taken an hour, two hours, more. I mean, my guess would probably be 20 minutes to a half hour, but who knows? Could yeah. be longer. 
it uh, did not go very fast. So just um, standing there and watching people just like move blocks around on a board that you can't see is not interesting at all. And I feel like it could take 10 minutes and it would feel like three hours. Yeah. And the people down below are obviously more upset because they couldn't do anything to scream and yell and help. Mm -hmm. So high up, they couldn't see anything. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so that's that Amber and uh, Chauncey are going to win their first elimination as a pair together. And, uh, they're very excited and happy about that. I don't love that. They were jumping into each other's arms on the top of this big, tall platform. (laughs) Please be careful. Um, but they come back down, they give some hugs to the losing team. And of course, Amber is very sad. She took out her mentor. Um, and that's it. Veronica and Darrell leaving with no hard feelings. They did not seem to have the highest of expectations, of course. And, uh, they're going home with their heads high and, you know, hopefully all stars, uh, four or five, whatever number we're up to. Yeah. Four. I don't know. Um, so I do have one question about when we get, uh, Nelson throwing Amber and Chauncey into elimination, he says that Amber and Chauncey are, are one of the weakest teams here and everyone can see it. Do you agree with that? Well, they haven't won a thing. They haven't stood out at all. Um, as far as overall, like, no, I don't necessarily agree with that. I was coming into the season saying, I feel like they are at the top of the, of the list of like an underrated pair that could do well, Mm -hmm. but were they going to run the final hand in hand? Like (laughs) that's not (laughs) catapulting them to the top of my list. I don't know what Chauncey's like in a like final situation. He seemed to like be fine on this, uh, you know, running challenge. Um, they have not stood out as actively bad. I feel like there is a tier of challengers, I would say most of the people who are uh, out of contention for winning a final have gone home at this point for me. Uh, and I don't have Amber and Chauncey any significant distance below any of these other teams at all. No, I would say so the that, same. It, it, it was odd for me. I, I don't agree with it. Maybe Amber and Chauncey are like not trying to win challenges. Yeah. And that was like code for that. Um, <laughs> and so it's like they're not helping us because they're not trying to win. Um, uh, but I don't look at them as weak at all. So I, I like if they were to win next week, I would be zero percent surprised. Yeah. Um, funny enough, the only team that I feel confident in like saying this. T- well, no, let me change that. Um, I guess my my only point in what I was about to say is that I feel like um, and I'm tying this back into my draft team because I did remember to pull it up um, that I don't feel confident about Casey and Kenny winning just because they are not on the season. Um, mm. But I mean, that's that hasn't that's- stopped Casey from winning before. No, but like this is a different level. Um, this feels this feels even more so. Um, they are just invisible. Um, and then you know, as far as other teams that probably won't win, I don't think Anise is winning a final. Um, you know, I, I don't know what to make of uh, the prospect of Nani winning it. Um, but I just feel like there's other teams here that are looking stronger and mm-hmm. will continue to look stronger. You know, all the way to the end. I don't have anyone out of contention. Um, I would say that I would be the most surprised uh, ability-wise by Jordan and Anissa. Um, I just don't think that he is going to be um, doing enough to <laughs> let them win the final. Um, I don't have Kenny and Casey out of it. I just think that, like, wow, they found someone more boring than Casey. That is wild. Um, <laughs> but, like, it uh, doesn't mean that just because you are extremely boring that you can't win the show. I feel like many, many boring people have won this show, unfortunately. So um, they could still win for all I know. What are we going to do when, like, you know, season 39 comes and Casey's, like, sick of all of the boring comments and, like, becomes the most entertaining person in the house what are we gonna do yeah wake me up when that happens <laughs> i'll be excited that would be crazy <laughs> that would be so fun it's not I'm happening not here to win i'm here to 
not yeah. make friends. <laughs> I have those. <laughs> Here to ruin all my friendships. <laughs> please, please do it. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Um, uh, like I said, I remember the draft here, so I will Ugh. bring it back up to, to, to Scally's dismay because he does only have three players <laughs> remaining. Um, the last person you lost was Jack, so you were, uh, yeah, you're down to Fessel, Amber, and Kenny um, with 12 points. Um, I am the next person in front of you in the list there uh, with 22 points, and I'm, again, I'm going by an old grading system, so, you know whatever. Um, but I do have, uh, Casey and Jordan and Nani and Chauncey and Jay and Horacio on my team. Yeah, still, whatever. Casey's done nothing for me. <laughs> um, Jay is really keeping me alive there with his back-to-back challenge wins. Um, Asia next up there with, uh, Tori Nelson, Anissa and Norris with back to, or not back to back, but two wins for Nelson and Norris. Remember when she was like, we were like making fun of her for picking Nelson. And then she was like, I need Nelson and Norris to uh, Asia. It's coming. It's working out for you. Yeah. I'm a little scared of that duo on her team over there. <laughs> it's certainly a lot more alarming after at least this week than it had been. Um, <laughs> so that's that. But uh, Asia did lose Darrell, her first uh, draft pick this week. Um, and I had Veronica. So that's who had them. And then Sasha currently in the lead with uh, 26 points. Um, with bananas and Devin and Michelle and Mariah and Olivia. Mm-hmm. That is true. So there's your update after week seven. We are, I want to say it's like the halfway point, but it, they haven't said the halfway point on the show. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't flag that, but it seems to make sense. The, there is, I don't know. This show usually goes on for like 28 episodes and we're only on episode seven. So it's uh, not been 28 lately. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Spies, well, let's, lies, see. Allies. let's see how many episodes were you you were 20 episodes okay, including the reunion of, special still a lot of episodes <laughs> it is still a lot of episodes and we are only on seven right now mm-hmm. but there's not that many teams left like one two three four five six seven eight nine teams left I swear to God, if we get non-elimination episodes, I am going to take back everything good I have said about this season. I don't know how we don't at this point. Like Ugh. last season, there was um, put three teams in the final. That's it. I don't need the, la- like the last elimination in last season was in episode eighteen when um, Emmanuel and then Amanda went home, and then they had the final. I guess in episode nineteen, the reunion. Episode twenty. That's episode eighteen. We are. Oh, but what if? Hmm. What? Well, because last season they had no, yeah. Did they have? Yeah, they had pairs going home, and eventually they broke it off into individuals going home. So we yeah, but even that considered was the they, possibility of that happening. I, I was about to say, do you think there's any chance these individual these people break up into individuals? I hadn't even thought about it, but like, how else do they get rid of, keep getting rid of people, and keep it at the number of episodes they might want it to be? I think it is aggressively stupid if you have an episode uh, season of Ride or Dies, and then like you stop riding together. Right. <laughs> like, okay, then you all go home. Look, I don't know. <laughs> it feels so dumb to me. I don't know. Um, I want this again, to finish out in pairs. Like, I'll be actively annoyed if that changes. Well, like, suppose they keep going on this timeline. So, um, episode 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, and then they get to the final, which would be episode 13. So, this would be a 14 episode season. I don't know that mm, I see that. I'm good with that. And then give me a two part, like, reunion. You get up to, like, I don't know, 16, 17 episodes. That should be good enough for you. <laughs> I mean, that's fine, fine for me. Um, I'm saying for and Allies was was 20 with the reunion. Double Agents was 21 with the two part reunion. Uh, Total Madness was 18 with the reunion and a behind the scenes special. So maybe it's more like that. Yeah, do a behind the scenes special. <laughs> I don't need it. <laughs> 
And this is uh, seven. We had two. the like preseason episode, so maybe that was built in because there's less episodes. Maybe. All right, that's all I got. Um, this is uh, not two hours, but um, under two hours, as I was hoping uh, it would be, um, and we made it. Um, <laughs> anything else here in this week? I'm frustrated because I know I did have one more thing to talk about with the elimination, and I don't remember it. Um, oh. So, yeah, I'm frustrated, but uh, unfortunately, I guess that's going to have to wait. Well, um if you think about it in the next uh, five minutes, feel free. But um, <laughs> as far as the podcasts go um, in other worlds, um, it was, again, Chauncey on with Devin Simone and um, and Anissa on the official challenge podcast, which I didn't get a whole lot out of. Um, and then I'm surprised. It was, yeah, uh, it was <laughs> Devin on with Bananas. So if you want to hear a Devin and Bananas conversation, um, that's ah. where you would go find it. Um, it was interesting. It was, you know, these two who were enemies at one point and now are not as big of enemies as they used to be. And hearing them talk through a lot of this stuff was interesting. Um, but yeah, that's out there if you want it. Um, as far as other podcasts go, I've got not a thing else going on besides this right now. Do you have anything else to plug? Mm, no, just on Twitter at Brian underscore Scally. Uh, I don't think I have anything else going on right now. Okay, at Brian underscore Scaly, you mean. Um, so, uh, you know, as seen on Julie Chen's wall, um, probably. <laughs> um, and I guess you aren't remembering what else there was, so we'll get to that next week. Unfortunately, right? I don't think I am. Uh, what a what a tease uh, that there's something so important that we should have talked about. But Honestly, uh, probably the most important. Might, might be. Um, but that's why we will be back next week. Um, or actually, I don't know if I'll be back next week, but we can talk about that when we get off. If I'm not back next week, hopefully you have somebody good here. And if I am, then I'll be here. Um, crossed. We'll see. Um, so thank you guys for checking this one out. Hope you had a great week on this Thanksgiving week here in the U.S. and not Thanksgiving in many other countries, but hopefully you had a great week anyway. Um, and uh, that's it for this week. So thank you guys for checking this one out. Take care, everybody.